What's up, Terp team? We're here with our first ever official terpene therapy sponsor, Dabrite. Over here on terpene therapy, I take accuracy and consistency very seriously, especially whenever I have some who's who hash over here on the terp table. That's why I trust my Dabrite when it comes to enjoying my hash at a delicious low temperature. So go ahead and head on over to dabrite.com today and never take a spicy dab again. I hope y'all enjoyed this week's session of terpene therapy. And as always, this dab is for y'all. Hi, welcome to this week's session of Terpene Therapy, brought to you by Dabrite. If you're a new listener, thank you for taking a chance and making a choice to check us out this week. Really appreciate you being here and you're helping to build one of the terpiest communities that the world has ever seen up to this point. And if you're a returning listener, you know, it's like I say every single week, couldn't do it without you. And, you know, we really wouldn't want to anyways, because what would be the fun in that? And so today we're going to go ahead and real quick dig into this jar of melon dough it's the 73 to 159 cold cure hash rosin from terp wizard shout out terp wizard and it looks like uh i've just completed a quest on runescape so it's time to take a dab and as always this dab is for each and every one of y'all out there Yeah, that's incredible. The thing with the melon dough, it's one of the few strains I've had where the melon profile actually comes across on a very um, noticeable level. Usually, melon terps, I feel like you can smell them in the jar, but they don't really translate to the taste, at least in my experience. You know, I like to say, you know, my experience is very limited because there is a lot of a lot of cultivators, a lot of hash processors out there, and a person can only try so many. But from what I have experienced in the past, this this version of a uh, melon terp, which to me tastes very similar to a uh, here. Let's see. Let's give it another little low temp assessment. So yeah, I get cantaloupe. I get more like cantaloupe, like honeydew type of like a sweeter, lighter melon. Not necessarily a watermelon. Sort of more like a like a fleshier. Like a, yeah, like a cantaloupe is pretty much exactly what I get from this. And it's very clean tasting, very clean melt, you know, pretty much clear on the, uh, on the color, very slight golden color, but, uh, very, very beautiful hash. And so that's the little hash Ted talk for the day. And I figured, you know, today is going to be a little short and sweet episode. I realized, you know, last night, cause, uh, we had recorded not one, not two, not three, but four episodes. And it, uh, you know, it occurred to me that I didn't actually have anything to put out for, uh, tomorrow. Well, I guess that would be today. So I'm recording this July 4th and this will come out July 5th. Um, so I'm going to keep it very, 
very short and sweet. Don't expect a whole lot from uh, from this episode. I'm just going to kind of do a little recap of the Wisconsin-Michigan traveling that I've done. And, you know, from there, we'll just kind of wrap it up. And, uh, you know, I will, uh, you know, get to get to packing up the uh, studio and heading out on the road because I don't have too much longer before I have to check out of the Airbnb that I'm in. So, you know, we got to we got to keep this one a little shorter. But I do appreciate y'all sticking around for the ride. So, yeah, going up to uh, Wisconsin, you know how to deal with Chicago traffic. But other than that, you know, it's a very smooth ride. Um, yeah, Wisconsin's an interesting, very interesting place. Ooh, it looks like it's time to uh, dunk the courts. Wisconsin's a very interesting place. You know, get up there the first night, get the get the studio um or actually, no, didn't get the studio set up because I stayed in the world's smallest apartment. Um, this thing didn't even have an air conditioning unit in it. It was just like, you know, they gave you a fan and, you know, there you go. But, uh, you know, you can't complain. I was only there for a couple of days and it was a bed to sleep on and a place to record a terpene therapy episode. So at the end of the day, you have to be grateful for any any opportunity in any location that you can get. But beyond that, yeah, we... Uh, Went out to uh, Summerfest that night, and you know Milwaukee. Milwaukee uh, he was like, "Man, you know, come check out this uh, Grateful Dead cover band." And I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, if I could, I'll, I'll go do that." And it was a lot of fun. They played uh, played a few songs that I haven't gotten to hear at any of the other Dead and Co shows. So I think they did. Um, I want to say they did feel like a stranger and I'm a fan of that one, but I don't think I heard it at any of the dead and co shows. So I'm glad I had the opportunity to hear that live. And, uh, it's really, really, uh, really cool to just be invited to, sorry, my allergies are, uh, my allergies are absolutely terrible today. I think there's something that blooms up here that is, uh, not available. hasn't been released yet down in Kentucky. Um, yeah, some type of plant or something. I really don't know, dude. It's making my sinuses. Or it could be the wildfire smoke. Honestly, you know, we're really far up north. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some, something up here is making my uh, face feel very stuffed up. But beyond that, you know, God, why did we get to talking about that? I guess, you know, the, you know y'all got to see a, uh, a rare first dab of the day for, uh, for me. Normally, I've got, you know, a couple warm-up dabs in before we, uh, before we get the episode filming, just so I'm not, like, getting slapped, because uh, any, any real smoker out there knows the first dab of the day is definitely the uh, strongest. So I'm having to fight through that for y'all. Uh, just know I'd do it for you, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's only out of love and, uh, and passion for the hashing. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but yeah, we're up in... Uh, up in Milwaukee and that next day you know capture the uh capture the conversation with Milwaukee and very very interesting dude um some things that some things that I end up doing on this adventure it just blows my mind you know never once would I ever have thought that I would end up in Milwaukee Wisconsin um, you know, I never really had any plans of ever, of ever going there, let alone to go, you know, sit down and have a conversation with a single source hash maker. And it's just, uh, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a wild time. It's a wild time that we live in right now. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, be able to sit down and do this and talk with y'all and the continued support obviously you know that helps make this whole thing sustainable and i guess you know if y'all like it because y'all have continued to support this podcast and terpene therapy project which is gonna expand beyond the podcast you know but the podcast is the foundation and the platform uh for the whole idea that i have and you know it's coming soon just uh i'm getting this i have the surfboard built I'm just waiting for that wave to show up on the horizon. You know what I mean? It's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, where were we going with this? Yeah, I got that uh, Meltwalkie conversation captured. And I think there's a lot of good, inspiring talk in that one. So make sure... And the same, same goes to any of the people that uh, I've interviewed up here on this trip. But I think that there's something to be said for a person operating in a traditional market with very little extra with very little community um you know there the, the community is not the same in states where you know you don't even have an established medical market yet um especially Especially, I feel like Midwestern states don't have traditionally as much of a, uh, as much of like a, like a hash culture, if that makes sense. And I could be wrong. That could be coming from a place of ignorance and being unaware of what's going on up there. But as far as I know, you know, it's one of the few and I'm glad to have had the opportunity, uh, to do that. And also the hash is incredible, you know. He's he's got this amnesia that those of y'all that know me, you know that amnesia haze is one. If it's grown right, you know, don't come to me with an amnesia haze that isn't grown right. I need it taken at least fourteen to fifteen weeks. If if you can take it sixteen, do it please, because the further you take those haze strains, the more rich and developed the cannabinoid and terpene profile becomes. It's something magical. You know, they can just kind of almost go forever depending on the type of environment that you have them in. But yeah, it's a guy. We're getting really distracted today. This melon is a more, more, uh, you know, cerebral kind of high. It's a very, very psychedelic almost, you know, some strains, you know, it's like I say, you know, cannabis has an, a whole spectrum of effects and that's why i i think that's really why i enjoy the hash rosin though because it's a very direct access to different individual portions of that spectrum um it's not it's not muddled down by the the actual combustion of plant matter if you will um yeah where are we at time wise with this i want to keep it uh i want to make sure that we're not uh going over our going over our limit over here that would be insane but also i don't want to give y'all just a 10 minute podcast for this week because that wouldn't be uh too much fun and we've only talked just a little bit about what's going on so yeah knocked out the milwaukee conversation got the studio packed up went down to i think it's a south shore park or something like that and um south lake park i don't know something uh 
I wanted to get a nice little view of the skyline of, of uh, Milwaukee before I headed out. And, you know, it's a nice little park. I will say that went down to the went down to the lake shore and skipped some stones into the water. And from there, you know, packed up again and got on the Lake Express Ferry. And that was a really, really wild experience. You know, I'll keep it brief on this one, but basically, you know, you actually drive your car on the boat, which I know that's what a ferry is. And I know that ferries do that, but we don't have ferries down where I'm from. So I've never, I'm sure it, at least in Louisville, there's no ferry, you know, we got bridges cause the river's not wide enough to need one. But so we get on, drive onto the ferry, you know, I park my car and get out and uh, we go onto the, onto the main level of the ship. So they've got a little interior where you can, uh, you know, get a seat, but I chose to go up to the sun deck and found a little enclave, encla I don't know, enclave, whatever the fuck, a little, a little, uh, a little, a little goblin hole to, to, to hide out in and it uh you know shielded me from the wind because it's incredibly windy out there on the lake and one thing about lake michigan and really any of the great lakes that blows my mind is uh well this is the first time i've ever been out in the middle of one but they're so big that you can't see land when you're out there at all it feels like you really are out in the ocean and i wouldn't be surprised if people thought at one time that they had found another ocean as they were uh you know going from west to east or east to west depending on where the people came from and what time it happened you know what i mean um but i can definitely see someone thinking wow what type of uh what type of body of water is this <laughs> what the fuck am i saying um yeah so we're out there on we're out there on lake michigan and it's just it's blowing my mind how windy it is you know i'm holed up i got the puffco proxy out there we're taking dabs and it's a wonderful day and so we land over in muskegon um it was so wild it was it was kind of sunny leaving milwaukee and by the time we get over to muskegon it's like you can see a little rain cloud over muskegon and you feel those first raindrops coming and i'm like oh fuck, i gotta go inside so we go into the main cabin of the boat and i'm watching us pull in and you know it's a beautiful little town and you know driving around through it and make my way down to kalamazoo which look y'all i know like you can't you can't be mad if you live here it's a silly name for a city it's a silly name for a city someone i'm sure there's a story behind it but it sounds like someone's casting a wizard spell it's like kalamazoo <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know who the fuck decided to name a place this but we're here hanging out in kalamazoo and we got not only one but not only two or three we got four episodes recorded yesterday and yeah it's just it's wild you know i'm i think i'm i think i'm a little i think i'm a little tired from doing that to be honest you know what a, God, what a problem to have he's out here complaining about having to smoke weed and sit down and talk with people um and it's not a problem to have it's a wonderful opportunity to have uh i just you know i uh i have a physical body 
and that physical body does have limits sometimes but i'm also very grateful because we knocked out the oh almost knocked the rbr over we knocked the hemp knight conversation out we knocked the terp wizard conversations out it ended up being that we had to take a short break uh during during one of the episodes but i feel like as though the conversation ended up being very cohesive uh or no 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 that's not what i mean i feel like we ended up doing very two cohesive episodes within that conversation and so we're gonna split that up part one all right guys so it's terp wizard part two but it's gonna be like part a and part b i guess that's how we'll have to do that and so i'll put those out um within a couple days of each other that way y'all don't y'all don't have to you know keep waiting on what's going on um and then from there it'll be i guess it'll be trichome farmer yeah that'll be the order of it so it'll be meltwalkie hemp knight i'm just yeah i guess i'll just go in the order that i did them so yeah meltwalkie uh hemp knight and then all right no yeah 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 because it'll be well sorry before all of those we have the 710 special next week and that's going to be crazy you know it's going to be uh we did it we did it wild last year and i'm thinking we're going to go even more wild this year and i can't can't spoil it too much so i won't say too much more on that but yeah we got the order for the episode release figured out and um really grateful for everybody that came and took the time to uh do what they uh do what they do over here come and talk some terps i think it's a very inspiring and valuable thing to do that because uh you never know who's going to be out there listening you never know what type of inspiration they might get from it and i hope that uh if anything, these conversations that are captured inspire at least one person to go out there and learn how to grow some really good cannabis, make some really good hash, make some really good edibles, um, or, you know, learn how to support their local small batch producer because keeping money in the community is a whole lot more important than giving money to the corporation. Um, not saying that the corporation doesn't have to exist, but I think that things that are produce-based benefit from being within the local community. And nowadays, it, uh, going, going to Wisconsin has proved to me it does not matter where you are in the world. If you love cannabis, if you love hash, if you love working with your hands, if you love learning new skills along the way, you can do this anywhere. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, there's geography has no effect on your ability to obtain an education in this day and age, which is a wonderful thing. Um, I think that that oftentimes was limit a limiting factor for many people. And, uh, you know, sometimes still is to this day, but I feel as though information is more readily accessible to the to the general person in the United States. You know, I can't speak for everywhere else in the world, and really I can only speak for my limited experience as well. But 
in my opinion, I think information is more readily accessible. And uh, the more the more small circles and groups of Venn diagrams that we can create, we can push out those large circles that are trying to control the supply for everybody. You know, there's no reason for one entity con to control the supply for many different communities. At the same time, though, those communities do need to be interconnected with each other. So think about a lot of tiny Venn diagrams, a lot of circles intersecting in a bunch of tiny Venn diagrams. That is a sustainable system. A large circle that encompasses everything. If that large circle collapses, the sustainability or if that large circle collapses, everything within that circle is kind of fucked. But if one of the tiny circles collapses, the whole Venn diagram structure still has enough stability to come in and support that circle and build it back up. Um, yeah, we're getting into some some interesting thinking right now because I can I can visualize this in my brain and it's a it's a really nice it's a nice image. You know, I think that the small circle Venn diagram combination theory might work a lot better than the large circle mass distribution theory. Um, you know, somebody out there that's a little bit smarter than I am, tell me if I'm just getting stoned and uh, thinking in impractical ways. But for me, it seems like an ideal way for uh, large populations of people to coexist with the earth instead of uh you know living on top of it um i think those are two different things but yeah oh we're getting you know we're getting close to uh we're getting close to the end of this one and i think that um yeah i don't think that there's any reason for y'all to watch me continue to get more stoned i think we've done about 20 minutes um i really appreciate each and every person that uh, took the time to do an episode with me over this past little uh, little Terp tour. And I appreciate each and every one of y'all out there that's listening too, because without y'all um, continuing to support terpene therapy, you know, it wouldn't really exist. You know, I could, I could do it and I could call it terpene therapy, but what good is that if it doesn't provide value to anybody out there that's listening to it? Um, you know, that's the goal moving forward. And I think that, uh, that's ultimately the focus is providing value. You know, it's never about making the money because the money is a side effect of the value provided to the community. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that philosophy takes us. And I hope that y'all stick around for the ride and I will see y'all next week for another session of terpene therapy. <laughs> Peace, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this week's session of terpene therapy brought to you by Dabrite. So go ahead and head on over to dabrite.com and check out the Dabrite Pro or Dabrite OG and never take a spicy dab again. I'll see y'all next week for another session of terpene therapy.